Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the Central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Syracuse football returns to Central New York. Hello, I'm David Edelstein here on the Orange Fizz pregame podcast as Syracuse football comes to the Carrier Dome for the first time in 2018 for a Week 2 matchup against the Wagner Seahawks. Syracuse looking to win its sixth consecutive home opener, all-time 90-32-4 record in home openers, and a 15-16 home opening record in the Carrier Dome since the stadium opened in 1980. And it's currently a five-game home opener win streak that started in 2013 against no other team than Wagner itself. That was the first time these two teams ever faced off. Saturday will be the second. So let's flash back for a minute to September 14th, 2013, where Syracuse took a commanding 54-0 victory over the Seahawks. Let's set the scene. Back then, former Syracuse head coach Scott Schaefer had his first head coaching victory ever. Current NFL kicker and former Syracuse Orange kicker Riley Dixon made his first career college start, and his first punt ever was for 66 yards, so he stood out from the beginning. Then quarterback Terrell Hunt threw his first touchdown pass of his career for Syracuse. Wagner only had eight passing yards in the entire first half. That compared to Syracuse's 338 total yards through the first two quarters. But enough of the nostalgia. It's now 2018. So who exactly is this Wagner team now? Five years since Syracuse saw them last. Here's the scouting report. In week one, Wagner took a 40-23 win over Bowie State, and it came down to two players' performances. Running back Ryan Fulce ran for 271 yards and three touchdowns, while quarterback Luke Massey completed eight of 16 passes for 134 yards. So these are two guys that SU will have to keep an eye on while on defense, and it's false that they might have to watch a little more closely. 271 rush yards and three touchdowns is a little bit better than what his quarterback did in week one. But when looking back to last season, you notice that Massey is not really utilized to his fullest potential as a quarterback. Threw for under 2,000 yards throughout the entire season last year. So don't expect him to dominate the game through the air Wagner is a team that's going to try and pound the turf a little bit more, and the Syracuse defensive line is going to have to be prepared for false to take some of the handoffs. Now, at the moment, projections are showing a Syracuse win. The evidence behind that is that Syracuse has won its last 34 games against current FCS teams and is 16-0 against FCS teams since the separation of major college football programs into two different divisions. That happening in 1978 where the FCS is formerly known as Division I AA. But in order to get this win in Week 2, Syracuse is going to need to improve in certain categories from Week 1. And one of the ways that they'll need to improve is in the secondary. In no way was this team perfect on defense in the first game. The final score, 55-42, kind of gives that away. It's a win at the end of the day, but you still gave up 42 points. And not to mention that you went into halftime winning 34-7. So in the first half, the defense was there. The secondary was able to get players down. But when returning from halftime, something changed in the Syracuse defense. They just lost it in quarter three. 
34-7 lead at halftime. All of a sudden, they come back on the field, and Western Michigan was able to outscore the Orange 28-0 to start off quarter three. Syracuse was still able to stay on top and get the win. Eric Dungy came back into the game and after Tommy DeVito had started the third quarter. And things turned around for the Orange. They wound up staying on top and scoring a few more points themselves. But other teams this season that are on the schedule for the Orange would take advantage of an opportunity like that. Something that Syracuse cannot afford other teams. They were good last year at getting close to winning games. But the difference this year, in order to make it to a bowl game, in order to get to six wins, is going to be to make sure that you can finish off games and stay strong not able to have what happened last week and fall apart in quarter three because other teams like teams in the ACC will take advantage of an opportunity like that if the Syracuse secondary falls apart and all of a sudden you'll just see play after play after play long pass after long pass big play after big impact play and Syracuse could fall behind and you don't want that momentum shift the second way that Syracuse will have to improve going forward is to go steady at quarterback I want to see Eric Dungy in for a full game now this week against Wagner, if Syracuse winds up taking a lead and Dungy does his job, it is possible that we'll see Tommy DeVito back on the field. Now, last week, we saw Tommy DeVito and Eric Dungy, but it wasn't just like, okay, DeVito's in now, taking over for Dungy the rest of the game. There was a lot of back and forth. First, it was that Syracuse was ahead by enough in the first half, so DeVito came in in quarter two. But then all of a sudden, the momentum shift happened, and Eric Dungy went back on the field. Then almost... It looked like Eric Dungy got hurt, but then they called the timeout when DeVito was back on the field again before he took a snap, and Dungy stayed in for the rest of the game. So on paper, it looks like Dungy was in the game, Dungy was out of the game, Dungy was back in the game. But really, there was a lot of back and forth. And at the quarterback position, a position that's a leader of the team, a guy like Eric Dungy specifically filling that quarterback role at the helm of the offense, the guy who's so fiery and energetic, you can't just go back and forth and back and forth so much. There's an unspoken message of confidence when it comes to that. And that message of confidence is actually one of not having confidence if you continually go back and forth. So while we might not see Dungey in for a full game this week, should he do his job, as long as Syracuse takes enough of a lead, there is enough pad for Tommy DeVito or some other quarterback to come into the game. But DeVito will need to perform better if he does. Last week, he went 4-9 and nine in completed passes for attempts just for 42 yards. That kind of momentum shift is not really going to work out well for Syracuse if all of a sudden their secondary is giving up points and their offense is not able to score more. But there were some good things we saw from Syracuse last week, some good things that need to continue. And the major one comes in the name of Jamal Custis. In Syracuse's 55-42 win over Western Michigan last week, Custis had six catches, 168 receiving yards, and two touchdowns, all three career bests. Syracuse, a team that has lost its top two wide receivers from last year, Irv Phillips and Steve Ishmael, two guys who actually filled in when they had previously lost their lead single guy in Amba Etatawo. Mal Custis is going to need to step up continually as this number one ride receiver. He's already been tapped on the shoulder as that guy due to his performance and the looks he got in week one. And so in order to be successful against Wagner in week two or any team the rest of this year, Jamal Custis is going to need to continue to proliferate this lead role. At the end of the day, Wagner is an FCS team that again, 
Syracuse is projected across the board to defeat in Week 2. But this is not a meaningless game. With a team like Florida State coming up on the schedule for Week 3 for Syracuse, the Orange are going to need to take Week 2 against a relatively easier opponent to show exactly what they're capable of in 2018. It's early in the season, yes. It's only Week 2. But this is the time where Syracuse needs to make the improvements and needs to come out and show what they're able to do before they play these harder opponents. Last year, Syracuse did well against harder opponents. They even beat one, the national defending champion Clemson. Although these wins or losses against these teams weren't always as successful as they would have liked. And the difference in 2018 that Syracuse is going to need is to be able to compete with these higher-level teams. And they need to show in Week 2 against an easier opponent, a team that they're projected to beat. I'll say that again. They're going to need to show that they can, in fact, play a solid, clean game against an FCS opponent and take that momentum into Week 3 and beyond as these harder opponents start to fill up their schedule. So thank you for joining me here on the Orange Fizz pregame podcast as Syracuse football will take on the Wagner Seahawks 3.35 p.m. Saturday in the Carrier Dome in Syracuse, New York. Stay up to date with all of your Syracuse football news at orangefizz.net and give us a follow on Twitter and Facebook at Orange Fizz. Once again, I'm David Edelstein. Stay safe, stay cool, stay friendly and enjoy. And we'll see you next time.